you want an insight into the minds of the industry professionals, then there's only one place to be. One place to be. The Ins and Out Podcast with your host, Kane Silver. In this episode of the Ins and Outs Podcast, we speak to professional dancer and now choreographer of the Dream Boys, Mr. Jordan Durrell. We also talk about his upbringing and how he became a professional dancer. This is definitely a very inspiring story. This is a great guy. So here is Mr. Jordan Durrell. So today I have the one, the only, the mysterious man of the hour, Jordan Durrell. How are you, Zoe? I'm good, thank you, mate. How are you? I'm not too bad. Um, thank you for being my first guest, I, as you could call it. I, yeah. Well, thank you for having me, and I uh, appreciate being your first guest. It's going to be interesting. See it where is. it goes. I don't know if this will be the first podcast released. We'll see what happens. But uh, I have listened to a few once they're done before we put them out. And for sure. But hopefully we can give people an insight on your life and you, basically. How's your life? Oh, I don't know about being uh, in my life. <laughs> The life. The life of JD. The life. So, start off, uh, let's just go, so tell us a bit about yourself, what you do and... Um, well, I'm a, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to call it now, somewhat of a professional retired dancer. Nice. <laughs> I, I guess, um, I choreograph now more um, on, I guess would be the strip scene, but it's still touring theatre shows and it's still heavily dance based like it's it's a great opportunity um yeah other than that i've done basically everything else <laughs> um, musical theatre i mean dance for artists tv and stuff so just to let everyone know if you don't already know uh jordan is the choreographer of the dream boys which i am also a part of i'm a dancer within the dream boys so i do already know quite a lot about jordan but I want to give you guys an insight to a guy that I've got to know over the past year or so. I think he's got a very interesting background and I think he has a lot to deliver and a different insight than probably most people might give you as his background is, it's got a wide variety of stuff. So um, you said that you did some musical theatre? Yeah, well, I originally trained in bodywork at Cambridge um, for musical theatre, I guess. But it was it was it was never my love. Do you know what I mean? You know, it was never my aspiration to be a singer on stage. I guess it's just at the time I did it because I had nothing else to do, and I was just I guess spotted, and I got um what do you, I got money. I got funding for three years to that bit of college like doing it so I literally had nothing else going on. And before that you had no performance? Um, no, no. Before that I, I had life going on, I guess, as it was. Um yeah, before that, like my life was a bit crazy. Um and I had just dropped out of another college in Norfolk and wasn't doing anything and didn't really live anywhere. I was kind of a bit lost and yeah, like, I was, at some points, like, I was homeless and just generally in life lost. And it wasn't until the um, the boss of Bodywork spotted me and just literally just gave me an opportunity. And I don't know whether it's, like, a negative thing or not a very good thing, but I, I kind of abused it because I had nothing else to do. So it wasn't like, oh, yeah, I want to be a dancer and live, breathe it, and it's my life just had nothing else going on kind of just on the whim yeah let's see what happens yeah yeah well you know like when when you don't have many options in life you kind of just let things happen and see where life takes you do you know what i mean that was my mindset back then do you know what i mean i was younger do you know, so you know? how, how old were you when you when this opportunity opportunity arose um, i guess you'd yeah, say yeah yeah it arose when i was about 21. So just now you just said before that you were homeless in Norfolk. Is in that in Norfolk, yeah. 
how how what was that like what? explain <laughs> i mean 95 percent of well, i'm sure 100 percent of the people who listen to this will not be able to understand one well, bit of that. Uh, well um well no i was adopted when i was very young when i was like four into a family um who moved to the country and then i moved like lived with a like a couple of families as it were over a period of time um and then yeah I, I kind of developed a chip on my shoulder in my late teens and got into trouble and they kicked me out and i just kind of i don't know went about my way called on some old friends stayed with them and just ended up like in norfolk like life just took me you know i tried to do certain things like um be a cook be a chef at certain points, try to get odd jobs here and there, just to get along, and just yeah, like stay with friends, crash on sofas. Um, yeah. Wow. See, um, something no one would ever expect to see you from that to where you are now. So when you went to Body Works, yeah, was that your that was as you said your first ever experience of performing? Yeah, that's my first ever, like, I didn't even know that life existed. How did that treat you? Because I know, as I went to performing arts uh, college as well, of never doing anything before, it was a bit of a shock to the system. It was, the, 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 the truth of what you had to do was shock to the system, because you got to think, like, I literally, I didn't know this world existed. And then, in, even in my audition, in a ballet class, I was, I was laughing to myself that I was like obviously kind of from the streets but now doing ballet but I was doing everything so good so much higher I had my leg higher do you know what I mean I could jump higher I could do everything so much better in my mind that I thought because I had no technique and didn't know what I was doing do you know what I mean so then, just swinging your legs yeah just just, just thinking stuff. oh this is easy and these people some of these people have been dancing for years this is going to be a doddle until obviously the right technique was imposed and I was so much worse than everyone else and I had a lot to learn do you know what I mean? But um, I, I, I kind of, I don't know, but I, I guess I enjoyed the discipline of it, that aspect of my life, and just something to do that, I don't know, I guess wasn't going to get taken away from me for a while, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's, like I, I don't like it sound too deep, but in a way, it did kind of save my life. Like, sound deep it's, oh. but, but it, it, it's you know it, 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 it did like save my life I didn't know I had no options I didn't know where I was going I had nothing going for me and this came out of nowhere kind and of relatively sp- yeah supported me and it gave me a grant which ultimately then gave me accommodation so I had somewhere to live so I mean and I had something to do for that you know so if I just woke up one morning and was like right you know what I'm not going to dance anymore like this this isn't the life for me I had nothing else to go back to, do you know what I mean? That's my house gone, my living, my life, money, do you know what I mean? Friends, a general life that I'd thrive for, do you know what I mean? We'd just be gone, you know? Like, there was no going back home to anywhere because that was now my home, you know? So it was, yeah, it had... I mean, I don't know. Well... But I, <laughs> but I understand like, yeah, what, it, what it, the support that he gave you. Yeah, it was, like, it, it was significant for me, you know? And so, then when I started to make money from it and they started to obviously send me on jobs and I got my first job or whatever and I was like, oh my gosh, this is actually, this is actually a business. Like, I get paid to do what I do at college, I guess, you know? Like, just never look back. So when was the moment where you were, I'm assuming it was when you were at college at Bodyworth, what moment was it when you were like, oh, I actually like this and I want to do this well, as opposed to have to do it? Well... There was a, a settling in process I still had to adjust to in my first year because don't forget from where I was from and then obviously being in this world surrounded by like, beautiful people and I got a grant so all of a sudden I had money and stuff like I didn't often go to college in my first year I kind of was like just living in life like oh wow this is just awesome I was like amazed by it and then the beginning of my second year the head of the place like spoke to me and was like well we've got no choice but to kick you out unless you actually do class and knuckle down. Then she kind of took me under her wing a bit and like tried to speak sense into me. And then I actually ended up like learning something and like quite enjoying it, you know? And then the beginning of my third year, 
they send you out on auditions and stuff to get audition experience and everything. And then I went to my first audition for a musical and got the job, so they let me go in my third year. What musical was that? Um, that was Daddy Cool back in the day. Wow, With, Daddy Cool. Uh, yeah, that's a long time. What, what was your role in Daddy Cool? Um, I was a swing. I was a swing. The Hardest one. position on the first job, yeah? <laughs> um, yeah, again, even, even then I feel I was very behind understanding the world and what it actually took like it's it's not the easiest life and it's not the easiest world especially for your own ego and just as a person your own self-esteem like I was a swing and I thought like cool in rehearsals and everything bearing in mind that I, I was still beginner of my third year at college I only did really one year which was my second year because my first year I was a bad boy <laughs> but <laughs> but like, I, th I did, I, I thought, right, well, obviously I got the job, but I see something, I went about my daily business, I mean, I knuckled down, I thought hard enough that I thought it would, like, would require, and then the first time I was actually, as a swing, sitting on there, mid-show, someone went off and I had to go on, like, just, I was rabbit in headlights. So, like, for, for the listeners that don't know, if you're not in entertainment or you're uninformed of what a swing is, um, imagine a football team, you're kind of like a reserve player, who plays every position. Every single position, yeah. So as a swing, Jordan would have had to have known multiple roles yeah. as opposed to just covering one character or one dancer. Yeah. You'd have to know multiple and you have to be there and they can call upon you at any time yeah. if something goes any wrong. Any time. So 20 minutes into the show, someone could go over on an ankle or have an accident and you'd have to slot into their character, their moves, their part of the work, their everything. So, yeah, when that finally happened to me about two weeks on, I, I lost it, bro. I was rabbit headlights. I didn't know what I was doing. And then afterwards, the choreographer and the, um, excuse me, should I have phone on silent? The choreographer and the um, director like had words with me and was like, that was just unacceptable. That it was like, we're going to have to question your job unless wow. you like prove to us. There was like, we don't want to make a mistake hiring you straight from college and everything. And this is back in the day when like more professionals and college people that got jobs, you know, there were people more in the industry, so they kind of took a, a whim on me. That shot a rocket up my ass. Oh, okay. I, I was like, oh my gosh, I actually How need to then? work hard. Um, I was like 23. 23? Yeah. As yeah. a swing. In, was yeah. it in the West End? Yeah. Oh, yeah, Shaftesbury Theatre. Oh, a very posh theatre. In Holborn. Yeah. Um, yeah, so from then just knuckled down, and then it was just hard work, right? So I'm assuming that contract that contract on that job was what nine months. Um, well, it was a year. We went we went for it. It was a year, and we went on tour as well. We went to Germany, as well, which was fun. Went to Berlin, stayed there, and toured with it for a little while. And then what happened after Daddy Cool? Oh my God! Uh, after Daddy Cool, did you suffer the typical I, unemployment life of a performer? Um, no, I came back to do some TV stuff, I think, with Gary Lloyd, um, his choreographer. Um, oh my gosh, I can't even remember what it's called. Um, they, it's like a Stars in Their Eyes kind of vibe, where people used to like, sing up like famous people, we used to dance behind them. And then from the back of that, I got a call to do Dirty Dancing in America, which is like a Which explained to the audience what Dirty Dancing in America was. Oh. He, 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 he wasn't Patrick Swayze. No, I was, I was Patrick Swayze. Yeah. No, uh, Dirty Dancing Time of Your Life was a TV show on Sky, um, and they took us to Mountain Lake, which is where they filmed the real Dirty Dancing. It's actually an actual place and holiday resort where people still go. And reenacted some scenes and we had partner work and then basically had to dance but they also it was at the starting of big brother and all that so they were showing the reality side behind the scenes and everything as well so that was that was fun i did your first taste of reality tv what was that like? first taste of reality tv it was very interesting it was very i, I was completely naive to it and i feel Oh, no, that's, that's too honest. No, there's nothing wrong no. with being too and, and I feel ahead of it at the same time. Like, you, you have to know what the requirements are for them to look for, you know? Mm -hmm. If they're looking for, obviously, we're in a dirty dancing scenario, a little bit of a bad boy and a little bit of a naive girl, you know, go, go through that whole element, 
Like, if you don't understand that and you play a naive boy, you're not going to feel the role of what they're looking for because there's certain... I mean, it's, it's, all, it's all a game. I mean, it's all acting. Um, and the naivety of how they cut and just edit things and fabricate stories and... It's, it was interesting, you know, saying you're coming out of one room and then staying in the room, but you come out with that'll be like three days later, but they edit it in one day and you're just like, that, well, that was interesting. Some will have an argument and be like, that was two different days. That was an argument between the same people, reality TV. Any uh, interesting. memorable moments from that for you? Um, Good, good or bad? Oh, well, um, bad or No, right, right, this is going to sound so sad, right, this is going to sound very soppy and very sad, yeah, oh, wow. but, 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 but bearing in mind where I came from, that I guess four years prior to this, like, I didn't have anywhere to sleep, that all of a sudden I was in Virginia, in a mountain lake, and literally sitting by the lake in the wilderness, yeah, so you'd have like chipmunks come up taking like crumbs off your plate, but there's also bears in the distance and eagles flying ahead, like it's almost proper live Disney all happening at once, like it's, it's very, it was very surreal, like I remember sitting there just with an evening, like just going, this is, this is, people live like this, this is actually a real thing, you know, and this doesn't like, feel like Norfolk. Yeah, this doesn't this doesn't feel like sitting in the rain. <laughs> you know, this is like it's very it was a different life, taste of other countries and a different life, man. And how did you get on on that show? Um, I I won that show. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh, some stiff competition as well, some break competition. Yeah, we know yeah. we've got quite a few mutual friends who were in that with you. Yeah, right? yeah, some some people I look up to as well, and like and I did back then, as well. Um, like I never really thought like I'm 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 like I'm not the best dancer. Like I'm a hard worker. That's that's my motto, underdog. as it were. I'm not, I'm not. I'm not necessarily the underdog because that means that there's something specific required for this industry, and there's not. There's so many different things required. You know, I'm I'm more of a hard worker. Like I'll put 110 percent into everything I do, more than trying to be the best at it because I know I'm not the best, and I know I started late. You know, but it's also a business as much as people love it and it's their life it's also a business uh, what was the prize from that show um well it was to move Did you to become a millionaire yeah no it was to move to la and uh, be on block agency in in la mm -hmm. um uh, but I, I didn't actually claim my prize i didn't my, didn't my, fancy my the move well i didn't fancy the move as well because this was the time that obviously I, I, I kind of wanted to come to London because obviously I was born here. So, and I got um, loads of family and stuff like messaged me on Facebook because they saw me on TV and people out of the woodwork. So I had a choice of kind of going to LA, where, which my partner did, who I won it with. She went to LA or kind of just trying to start in London and just not ride that and just, do you know what I mean? Which is bizarre, isn't it? Because I feel like the majority of entertainers would say, I'm going to start in London, but LA's the goal. Yeah, but it was, again, it's, it's not my, I don't live, eat and breathe dancing. You know, it was never my life. It was more my business, you know? Like I was always outside of looking in. So it kind of helped me, I feel. Because you weren't you fully... Know? committed to it maybe just think that because it happened yeah you know like i appreciate even the little things i ever got from it enough to be amazed by it because it's so surreal to me that the bigger major things that someone might have jumped at and been like that's the opportunity of a lifetime wasn't as significant to me because i was like obviously finding my family and stuff and i had like life things going on that were so much more significant. So you said that your family and friends and yeah. reached out to you from that show. Did mm. you reconnect with your family after that? I did. I ended up like living with my brother, like my biological brother, and like I met my mum and brothers and sisters and stuff. What What's that like yeah. for the first time? Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh well, I thought this is about the entertainment industry. Oh, <laughs> the ins and outs. So what was that like for the first time? Interesting. I I interesting. Um. um it's 
I, I don't know, I can't explain it. I don't think I've ever really thought about it. I, because I feel they came to me rather than me searching for them. And I was already, I guess, a man, you know, I was like 25-ish. Um, I saw them more as strangers to develop a relationship rather than, oh my God, it's my family, you know? And I guess how so, you, you've gone from nothing to yeah. having a successful so far career mm. without them, I guess it was just like probably just an added element to it that, mm. you, you, that you're used to not having. Yeah, I guess no, I just never really thought about it at the time. And like, I just tried to work, you know? That's that. crazy, because obviously, well, I've always known my mum my mm. and my dad growing up, so I guess for a person who doesn't know all that, would even feel like mm. like that's so mind blowing to me how you can this do so well you know and be your own support system yeah but would just again dancing helped me dancing was my support system to a certain point because before I clearly didn't have much support because didn't know what I was doing so again it did help me but then I I find it easier do you know because I have no one to disappoint. Yeah, you know that's one way like, of looking at it yeah, my drive my like drive that. my goals are my own you know uh, yeah. I don't have to worry about anyone questioning anything I do so I can do what I want whenever I want to you know so it's, it's a great great way to look at it yeah like, there's, there's, positive it's, it's there's positive it. ways in everything you know like the love and support you might have like is a great thing but obviously you still find that in other people you know in yeah. partners or friends so eventually you find it in wow so what happened after you didn't go to LA, you moved to London, you yeah, reconnected uh, with the yeah, family? Yeah, um, I did some more TV things and some uh, Brits and stuff, I think that's uh, various artists, take that and stuff for the Brits. Bit of take that. Bit of take that, I've been take that. Um, and then I started doing musicals again. I think I'm actually the only dancer that's not done take that. I think we all did it together at that Brits. In fact, yeah. it was all there that day. He was probably in LA dancing for... <laughs> Britney Spears or someone. Everyone knows. <laughs> That's the introduction of Oscar. Hey, Oscar. <laughs> um, yeah, and then I started going to musical, started Thriller. In the original uh, cast. Yeah, original, original-ish cast. Ish. There was a thriller. There was a thriller before Gary Lloyd thriller. Uh-huh. And there was another thriller. Um, I'm not sure how well it did. But well it wasn't enough. very thrilling. I, I, I don't know. I don't know the history <laughs> behind it. All I know, Gary Lloyd took over, and that was the original thriller that is now. Um, love that show. And you're um, inspired a lot by Michael, right? I, I, I am. Were you before thriller? I, I am. I very much so. Very much so. I tell you a funny story. Um, before, obviously coming back to like my family and everything, my oldest brother said when I was a baby and I was about two years old, I used to have a Michael Jackson poster in my bedroom and um, we had a house fire. Like, and it come like half the house and burnt like in my bedroom and everything. And the only thing he rescued of me that was untouched was the photo of Michael Jackson. And he was like, that was my, my favorite thing, like a prized possession. That's a memory I, did, I don't, don't even have. I've been like such a long way since then. But it's nice that he said that and told me that before I was even in Canada when I started to meet everyone. And that it was just, yeah, always, always inspiration. So, uh, Thriller was the West End, right? Yeah, tour first, and then West End. What was that like on tour? Um, I feel like that's every dancer's major dream, right? Yeah, it's, it's good to start with. <laughs> it's good to start with. The first show, hype of the show, you know, and we did some um, European places as well. Um, which was which was really good. Like obviously a Michael Jackson show, people took it crazy to start with. Um, Can you get a good reaction everywhere you go? Really, y- you are, you are. Um, and then we went to West End, um, which was like which was amazing as well. And then we went on tour again, and then that was the tour that wasn't. Once the hype had died down, and the hard work, and the long hours, and the tour hours. And the traveling. the traveling and the let's let's face it not great pay for tour, you no, know. It's like not, not I, as good as people would think. I, it's that's one thing that's always confused me, to be honest. Is if you're away from home, and you get PDs 
finger inverted commas, <laughs> yeah, like which what covers a boots meal in a day, you know, but then you're expected meal to do, you, you know, a meal deal in a day, and then you're expected to do like full out shows which burns energy, and you know how much you eat as yeah. a guy alone yeah. just to do one show, let alone probably matinees, you know, on less money than West End. pounds a day. Yeah, that. no equity, like no real rights. What was the What was the fee back then for Thriller? For, for oh tour. my gosh, tour, bruv. I honestly think we was coming out at about 350. Yeah, I, I auditioned for Thriller 2010, 2011, and I got offered the tour. And I remember hearing the, getting the offer and seeing the wage, I think it was like £30 a show or £40 a show. And it I was like, ridiculous. not a chance. It's ridiculous. Like, I guess maybe that was a stubborn version of me because I probably would have got to see some beautiful things. It's, but. I just felt like I couldn't justify it at the time. You do. It's a, it was, it's a very demanding show, a very hard show. And it's a very hard show to live on. Because yeah. that's what you do. The wage you get, you live on, on tour. That is your life. Yeah. So, like, if you do a cruise, you have no outgoings, you know? Mm-hmm. And you just stay there on the boat, whatever. Obviously, if you get off the ship, you do whatever. But you basically save that money. Tour on a, on a musical is just the complete opposite. And then West End, I think... Minimum wage probably at what five fifty six fifty. Yeah, yeah. Now. and then that's also hard as well because if you live in London, you're not going to drive because you can't afford parking and <laughs> travelling's enough. So what, with everything taken, you're coming out of like four hundred, yeah, less than four hundred to do what within London, like it's, it's difficult. Bro. It is difficult. And what West End is difficult. doing ten shows a week. Difficult, difficult. At How least, is your body? At, I've seen you twice. It's a, it's a um, full-on show. It's a full-on show. The first time... Was, There's right. no chill. No, the first time we did the show as well, it was a smaller cast, and we were literally coming off stage and vomiting in bins and going back on stage and just just dying all over the place and just picking it up and going on stage. Like, Most magical moment of thriller. Was, oh, saddest and most magical is um, doing J5 for the J5 when they come and watch. But then afterwards they were talking about Michael this was after Michael's death and you've got like Tito stabbed in there talking about Michael crying and like I was in the like, I was like do, you, do I hug him do I put my arm in him do I like console him Tito over his brother's death it was very very surreal but like insanely magical moment for me for those who don't know if you don't you should be ashamed but the J5 is the Jackson 5 mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, what? how long did you do that for? oh Years, years, um, probably about four years on and off. Wow. Like, went off to do something else, and then I did another, say, six months on tour somewhere, and then Come back, back in town for another year. And So you obviously enjoyed it yeah. for doing such a I love, long stint. I love Michael Jackson. It's it's the one show that it doesn't matter how you feel or what mood you was in, just it's Michael Jackson. I guess as soon as that first night, what was your opening so, number? Oh my gosh, so many, so many. Remember the time was my favourite. What's the first opening number of the show? What now? Yeah. I couldn't or when even you tell you. Remember the time was the original. It was, it was great. I bet. All of him. When you're broken and tired, that first one you go, ah, I'm worried. Uh, yeah, yeah. That doing thriller as a zombie coming through the stage and stuff. Yeah, it's like it's a, a dream. Like I was even in college with. Um, my friend Jason Gray, Mr. JG, um, and we remember reading it in the paper that I was thinking about making the show. In the um, what's that dance paper? Um, uh, stage magazine. Yeah, stage in the stage, stage magazine. Stage magazine. Yeah, um, we remember reading it in that in college and being like, imagine if we could be in that show and do Michael Jackson. And you did. And, and we did. So that's how much it like it actually meant to us. He managed to do it as well. Oh, that's yeah. epic. Yeah. So you kind of did it the journey together, which yeah. is amazing. Which is amazing. Um, yeah. And after Thriller, oh four years of Thriller, that's a long contract. That, that, Contracts. Yeah. Contracts on and off here and there. I was involved with Thriller, shall mm. we say. Um, oh my gosh. After that, what did I do? I did some more TV stuff. Uh, danced with some artists. Um, went on tour with Rita. Aura for a little while. Um, oh, just before that, I did Bodyguard. What was Bodyguard, bodyguard like? Original cast of Bodyguard. What was that like? I've heard uh, 
I've never seen the show. I, I I've heard mixed things from different from people who watch it and people who are in it have very different views. Yeah, I heard it's a good show from people watching it. <laughs> um, it was a lot of well, obviously original cast. We was we was going through the process of them building everything and creating everything as well. So a lot went into the imagery of things and the set and everything. Not so much into the production. The acting and singing, great, but the choreography and the dancing and that side of things, yeah. the staging was like. And I guess awful. after you've just danced to MJ for four years, it's probably yeah. a bit of a different yeah. feeling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no matter what you say about thriller or your, your feelings on anything to do with it, it still ultimately come from the core of Michael Jackson. And yeah. you can't, like, and the band that do play is just amazing. Some of the singers are great too. Like, I just couldn't help but always just love it, you know. But coming to the, then that, and yeah, it, it was very different. Very, very different process. We didn't even really get to do much. And, and ultimately choreograph some ourselves as well. When you're helping in the creation process of a show, I guess you have to go through all the wrongs before you get the rights. Which can be quite... <laughs> yeah, I know, but like for me, it was very wrong. You know, like, especially the choreography. And it, imagine doing a Michael Jackson show and doing Billie Jean with him sitting down on a sofa, like, in a fussy style that's just slow and just a bit mum. I, I just, it just didn't fit for me, the choreography. Yeah. To like, the music. moshing out to Adele. You know, the, the, the it, yeah. You know, it, the choreography just didn't connect, and I, I, I really didn't enjoy it. How long personally. did you do that? I did that for a year. And that um, was obviously West End, and who was that, the that was who one. was that celebrity or the, the, the um Heather Headley. Heather Headley. Yeah. What was she like? She she was amazing. Heather Headley's the original Nala from Lion King. Oh wow! I didn't yeah. know that. Like she was great. I got to um I got to do a scene where I was rapping, um in it as well, and. I got to write it as well, but I got to be with her. I just worked with her, and she was amazing. We built up a great rapport. Like, you got to write the rap scene for Bodyguard. Yeah. Is it still the same rap scene in the show? Do you think? Or no, the know? show's changed. Oh really? Mm. Do you remember the rap? Uh, no, but you could Google it. Oh, nice. I did it in Western Live. <laughs> you can buy it on the album. You can buy it on the album. Yeah. Don't yeah. buy the album, he doesn't get anything for it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, that, like... DM him, he'll do it, send it to you. Yeah, well, um, yeah, that was fun. Like, that was fun, but it was a good cast, it was a good, good bunch of people, uh, just not the greatest job for me. And after that yeah. you did Rita? Um, yeah, I did some Jess Glynn first, and then went like towards some of Asia with Rita, and then started the bod uh, Dream Boys at the same time. What was doing? Uh, yeah. What was the difference in going from doing like a lot of theatre work to doing artist work? Did, what do you prefer? What was the difference in them to you? Because um, I always find that interesting. You don't get many people that transition through. But you, you know what? I I find that. Oh my gosh! I don't know. There's a lot, a lot of underestimated hard work in both, but the love that you do with dancing for an artist and the benefits you get back are so much more. Dancing at Wembley Arena in front of like 200 or 150 or 50,000 people. Like 2,000 people, 5,000 people just in, just that number in the stadium or somewhere mm. bigger for an artist that is roaring and screaming and the production that actually goes into it. And I, I guess if it's an artist that you respect as well. Yeah, yeah, if the artist is good, if you enjoy what you're doing, you know, it's 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 much more rewarding, I find. Less beneficial financially, but much more rewarding. Which is interesting, isn't it? Because mm. normally the, the money they probably make is ridiculous. Yeah. As an artist, you know, that's how they make their money now. They don't make yeah. it through making, through selling songs so much because we, we stream everything now. Yeah. Whereas, I guess, the concerts that we do, and when we travel, yeah. that's where yeah. they get their paychecks. Yeah, ticket sales and stuff. And actually, as a dancer, you don't really reap the benefits of that. No, no. But then, 
their production is generally on a major scale that a lot has to fork out. Yeah, and you always you know. normally get to stay in nice hotels. And oh yeah, around the world. Where That's did you it. go I, with Rita? Um, Hong Kong, uh, Vietnam was amazing. Um, Shanghai. Where did they do the Olympics? Which one? Oh, Beijing. Beijing. Oh, it's near Beijing. Beijing, Rio. No, no, yeah, Beijing one. It was like lots of Asia. We did lots of UK gigs and stuff as well. And then you went into the Dream Boys. Yeah, like kind how, of transitioned at the so same time. So how, that's the question, how did you become a Dream how Boy? How did I become the Dream Boy? Um, Me? <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I the Boy. Um, an agent said there was an opening for it and I didn't know anything about it and I just thought why not I actually knew someone that was in it um I went to college with Logan Carter went to college Mr. with Big him. Brother. Yeah, Mr. Big Brother he went to Bodywork um so I already knew him but I didn't know the context of the show you know so so what were you expecting it's <laughs> I, I I just at the beginning, I had no expectations. I was just curious. I know it was a show that toured. And I was like, if it toured, it must have had some kind of context, you know? And yeah. obviously I knew it was a strip show, um, but I just thought it was like, obviously Magic Mike became big, Sin Magic Mike, you know, everyone can do a little bit of that, you know? But you're just gonna be doing pony for a few days. Yeah, do, do pony for a few days a week, you know, get on with that. And then, um, yeah, went into the show realised what the show was about and it wasn't really what I thought. Um, massive production, great funding, no depth, no direction, like no really understanding of controls of our natural world of just performance, you know? No, no, uh, no equity. No, no equity, <laughs> no, no real rules. Odd. Lots of money and no rules. What do yeah. you mean no rules? Like, as in, like, no thirty-minute call time. Yeah. Or no rules. No, <laughs> okay, so there are obviously rules within boundaries of the strip world to do with obviously women and getting in trouble and um, being part of a brand and representing that name. But as of the professional side of it, the actual performance side of it, mm. um, no real rules, no real structure to it, no real harsh got to be in at this time there's warm-ups at this time we have to be here at this time it was all very laid back not your typical production for a western not not you not your typical production and my first show um the opening went wrong the curtains opened at the wrong time to the music and i've been put in charge um, by kenrick um at that time as well who choreographed some of the show and I was just bemused by it. I was like, this is literally our first show, our opening. And I went along to the, the stage manager and I was like, who's on cans to the front? And they just looked at me like cans. <laughs> I was like, oh, Explain okay. Explain to people who don't know what cans are. <laughs> what, what do you mean cans? Like cans of Coke? Uh, uh, oh, cans of Coke. No, just, just on the headphone and mic to someone front of the house that controls the lights in the show. You know, you have basic voice of God in there you know so everyone's on the same page and everything's running smoothly and yeah so that was Karen's question mark and then so I was just a bit like oh wow like, oh, oh, I, had a, I had a reality check <laughs> you're like oh shit yeah because I was new boy in rehearsals and I was getting information from people that was already there on how to be in how to perform or it's a different life certain way and I had no idea of the actual production until my first show and then I thought literally first show I could do better <laughs> Um, so, yeah, second year, I was like, I'm going to leave or give me the show. <laughs> so, uh, so, what, what, me the show. so did you enjoy the first year? Well, luckily, the first year I was still on tour with Rita as well. So half the year I was with Rita, half the year I was with Dream Boys, I was going back and forth. So that was keeping me kind of in the game. I don't think I could have handled it for a whole year. For a whole year. But, um, it was interesting. It was interesting. I could see there was a lot to be done that you could do with it. And there wasn't a lot of dancers then, I believe. Right? No, no. There was like two main core full dancers was me and Paulinus. 
DJ uh, Lippo. DJ Shout Lippo. out DJ Lippo. You know, housemate, friend, dream boy, uh, DJ Lippo. Um, yeah, we were the main two, only two in the whole show. Like, other people could do but some. Lowton was in as well, right? Lowton was in it, could do some tricks. But like, um, we had another guy, Jack Jefferson. He's in musical theatre, amazing tricks, could dance as well, actually. Um, more musical theatre style, do you know what I mean? Like, cause, like, his tricks are amazing, but obviously to get grimy and start breaking or something, yeah. you know? Um, so, like, the full repertoire was laid to me and Paulius, you know? So we had to fit within the context of their show. And then I thought we could just make it so much more entertaining. So in my second year, I did. So what happened in your second know? year? Um, created the show. <laughs> so you you created the show from there. Yeah, created. The, um, just sat down with a blank piece of paper with um, my boy Shmi, um, and just just came up with something. So how how did that opportunity arise? Did you ask for it? Was it offered to you? Yeah, I I kind of just asked the owner. I was like, I just I guess pitched it. As yeah. it was, I was just yeah. like, you could do so much more. I was like, it's just, it's a waste. And I felt, obviously, doing things before on a higher scale, I felt a bit, like, I, I don't know, not, I felt a bit bad for the audience, that they were actually paying money and it's to not come cheap, and see it for a ticket. It's not. It's not, like, 20, 25 pounds, you know? And it's not, we go loads of theatres, loads of places, and not everyone can afford it. Like sometimes it's the only year out is come to see our show. Yeah. You know, they have families. You know, so to come and see something half arse, I think whether they want to or not, they should get entertained and have some depth and some content. Leave there just feeling a bit happy that they, do you know what I mean, had a sing along, a dance along, do you know what I mean? So did you, did you fire some people to make that, to make that second year better? Did some people leave? Did you hire? What, what changes did you make um, some, to make it different? Well, it, my first year, I, I didn't really have a say. It naturally evolved in people leaving and, and staying and I just kind of worked with what, what I had and worked to people's strengths and tried to create something like, as far as I knew, good enough. You know, and it worked, it like doubled our shows by the next year. We had so many more theatres and a bigger audience till your arrival, you know, and we've had good audiences since you've been so on the show. So I joined in May 2017. Yeah. So that was your second year was, as choreographer and your third good. year as a dream boy. Yeah. So, and I joined because, I joined last minute, wasn't it? So you'd already mm. rehearsed the show. Yeah, already you made created it. the show. Yeah. With, how many dancers did you have then? Oh, I think seven. Seven. Seven, seven still, yeah. And a couple of people left. Lowton went into Big Brother. Yeah. Caused some mayhem. Yeah. And then... Uh, Andreas went on to better things, bigger and better things. Yeah, and then I had to come in. Yeah. Stepped in, and then since then, I mean... Did you feel a difference? <laughs> yeah. Um, one, one thing I really found is, obviously, I went into it naively thinking that it's, you're going to be perceived a certain way, muscle-bound, big, and have to be big and strong. And when I was there with those guys around me who were muscly, big and strong, and getting a better reaction from performance, I realised that the people actually wanted to be entertained. You know, so then obviously, luckily, I have you, Swole, and other people. Like, I have a bigger dance core, a bigger entertainment core, where we can do just, like, it's endless now. As opposed really. to a bunch of bodybuilder-looking people on stage, now you have people yeah, with, yeah, it's with not, a skill other than a physique. Yeah, like, it, our show's not about muscle worship now. It's not about some seedy guys grinding on you. It's about you... Being sitting back and being entertained, you can literally just feel like you've watched the musical, like for a couple of hours, you know. Like, hopefully, it sends you on a great journey. You know, when we've been having good reactions, and how do you feel about rehearsals now? We're in rehearsals now for the new show. I mean, well, just before this, we watched some footage that we did today of the first half of the show, and it looks much better than it felt in rehearsals. Like, what's that? What's that? End of our second week? Yeah. And we've almost finished the first half. And bearing in mind, I guess, there's people who aren't dancers in the show, so we have to move at the pace of kind of the slowest so we're all on the same page. Yeah. But yeah. it didn't feel 
fantastic as a whole, and then when you watch it, yeah. very happily yeah, surprised. You see the concepts. Yeah. You know? right, yeah. I think it's going to go in a good direction. It's very different to last year's show. I feel like last year's show was just a bunch of nice music with typical stripper concepts yeah. of a cowboy. <laughs> and, you know, just normal yeah. things. Yeah. So, um, what what do you see for your future? Oh, good question. I I like to just ride the moment. You like to ride the moment, just what will be. That's, that's what will be. Will be. I am. Um, yeah, a lot. I, I guess I'm very lucky in a lot of the stuff I have just ridden in my life and just kind of taking it on board and taking that opportunity and whether it's good or bad I'm very much like that I guess that's why I've done so much diverse things in my career as well is that I just kind of just take every opportunity like yeah I never would have sat there and thought while I was in a musical for two years like going okay I'm doing I'm a musical person I'm doing musicals now I thought I'd be choreographing basically a strip show that tours the UK in a few years which time which is now the biggest one in yeah which in is the biggest one Europe, in, in Europe UK. Yeah, in Europe like I never thought but I took an opportunity and then I saw another opportunity to take control of something because I knew I had the skill for it mm-hmm. at the time you know what um what elements of obviously you perform in the show mm. and you choreograph the show mm. what's the what are the what things do you find most difficult What's the most challenging stuff within your role? Or within... Oh, my, my, oh. Personally or performance-based? Both. Personally or performance-based? Okay. Uh, performance-based, honestly, myself, I don't actually like taking my clothes off. Like, I don't, I don't thrive on that kind of attention. You know, yeah. sometimes I've done a solo and just not even stripped. I just dance, you know, like, that's... I'm, I'm not about that life. I'm not a selfie guy. Um, professional waste. It's very hard to do something, especially on the scale and the money that goes into it and the hard work we do as dancers for non-dancers to fuel them, give them the fire to actually mm. perform like with intent like we do naturally. You know, because otherwise you'll break them and they'll look scared, you know, and it's very hard to keep you cool. Do you know what I mean? As, as a professional, you just, just want it done. And if you've got a bunch of dancers and used to that world, it, it, it's very frustrating, you know, but you've got to just keep that inspiration going the whole time. Like, that's difficult. That's difficult. And working with people who are above you who know less than you. <laughs> yeah, that's difficult. That is difficult. I, I, I can heal you on that. <laughs> um, no names mentioned, so you're going to get in trouble. But, um, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. Like, as since joining the show and seeing the, the end of last year's tour and the creation of this one, I, I can fully understand where you're coming from. I do think you've got quite a difficult task to sell kind of two different products you're kind of selling a dancer and an entertainer and then you're selling a, a normal person who has to try and blag entertaining mm. so you have got a very difficult challenge but i think doing an exceptionally good job at it mm. it's I'm, I'm lucky we've got a good very good team this year very strong team hopefully it will stay that way for the whole year and i don't have to get anyone else to do it. <laughs> um, since joining the dream boys have anything in your life changed for the best or for the worst? Like, I just think it's such a, I know for me, when I first started, a lot of people were like, oh, what are you doing that for? You used to dance for Justin Bieber, you mm. danced for this person, you've done mm. all these TV shows, you you did all this great stuff, mm. and now you just want to go and do a strip show. And for me, it was at first quite challenging because I felt judged quite a bit. Mm. And then once I started doing it, I really enjoyed myself. I didn't really care what other people's opinion were anymore. Yeah, that was, that was, was that a hard transition for you? That was very similar to me as well. Um, at the time, I had a girlfriend um, when I first started, and she actually watched the show, and her reaction meant a lot because she loved it, and she come back again and brought some friends and like thought it was entertaining, you know. And I thought, okay, like it's more 
incredible than I thought that was she came from my first year of choreographing it. You know, it's it's actually a great opportunity. Like it's hard to say even some of the things that like I would rather be doing this than have been in bodyguard. Yeah. And then you do you know I mean you do the math. Do the math on the wage, the money that's involved, and the time, effort, and the actual what you're doing with respect. And also, I've toured musicals that have done less tour dates around the UK than our tour as well. How many it's, was last year? It was like 160 uh, tour dates, right? Yeah, yeah. And then that's a show every, every Saturday, Saturday in London. Well. That's a lot of dates to that's do. A lot of dates. That's a lot of people. You know, that, that's not to be underestimated. It's a lot of screaming women. Yeah, it's a lot of screaming. And guys, and sometimes. <laughs> Indeed. We but, don't care who comes to the show. Well, bring your family, bring your friends. Sometimes Oscar comes, so bring your pets. No. Oscar's the dog which yeah. barked earlier. Oh, yeah. If you haven't met him. You probably have, also in the picture. Yeah, um, yeah so it's, it, it was a hard transition, but then as a dancer as well, I've, I've tried because I'm a dancer and I'm in the show to make it fun for us to perform as well mm. to actually give it some context something to do that we're not just standing there trying to flex something posing yeah because we, we've got something to show so I'm trying to show us you know so and we don't look like bodybuilders so flex no and, really and we're <laughs> actually we're actually built all built differently you know and we get a great reaction we get a great fan base and we're not the biggest tallest or muscliest of guys but the show we put on you know entertains you that much does very well yeah what's um for me i find the hardest part of our job is actually off stage I think that's the most difficult part. I actually think being on stage is the most fun part and mm. it's the easiest part. It's what and, we're used to. And a lot of women, uh, well, I say a lot of women, a lot of people say, don't you get, don't you love the attention? And for me personally, no, it's the worst part of the job for yeah. me. Actually, yeah. people trying to message you when you're on social media or contact <laughs> you and actually after signings when we have to do a meet and greet and it's quite yeah. actually that's for me the most difficult challenging part of the job right very much so it's it's counterintuitive really isn't it like the reaction we get is not what people perceive they expect us to lap it up and love the women and get every bit of attention when it's the complete opposite you know if you get a lot of it, that's like all the time and it's your job. That's the, like, you shy away from it. Yeah. It's the last thing you want. It's like, it's just, yeah, it's, it's overwhelming actually to start with. But then it's just, it's just not what you think. Like. It's quite shocking, isn't it? Some of the attention you get. Some of the attention is, but again, a lot of the cast now have come from professional background. So we're there to literally perform on stage. That's what we're used to. That's what we're here for. And then the attention side of things, like, it's a bit, it's a bit alien to us, I guess. I don't no. know, it's a bit alien to me. I'm like, well, it's just not really. I, can, I don't mind shying away at the end. Yeah, like I guess normally we're used to dancing for the artist, whereas yeah. now I guess we are we the, the artist. Artists. Yeah. So people want to meet us and they want photos and they want yeah. signings and... They get a bit hands-on and friendly because they're a bit wet and drunk from the <laughs> <laughs> You know, they're a bit excited, you know, so, but that's, it's the, it's the worst. Yeah, so all you women, when he says, when you meet at meet and greet, meet and greet and have a grope, doesn't mean the grope part. Yeah. Calm yourself. We're actually quite shy. We're actually just, just normal people, see, so, you know, then that's the difference, because I guess before some of the guys did love it or some other shows, some guys thrive off it and love it, and if they love themselves... I find enough to be greasing themselves up and that's all they have, then, not in a bad way, if it works for them, you know, it works for them, but if that's all they have, then I guess outside of that, they're going to enjoy it as well, all that intention. But we're, we're there to dance. Yeah. You know? No, fully. Literally, that's what we do. Because I think we, we get perceived quite badly and a lot of things are expected from us, like... Um, I feel like people think that we love ourselves and that, you know, we're very mm. arrogant, but actually we're just people who dance and yeah. this is 
what the position we've been fortunate yeah. enough to land in. Yeah, like again, taking it back to musical. If you went to see Thriller, a comment on the show you're gonna be like, oh my gosh, you will love yourself so much to be up there singing and dancing. You're all so arrogant performing a show that I've paid a ticket to come and see. Yeah. Like our show is no different. It just has a, a strip element to it, which ultimately is what it's all about. You know, but it, like the story, the journey in which you tell it, doesn't need to be a seedy, sleazy, we love ourselves one. Do you know, be a happy, jolly, everyone have a great time. Oh my gosh, I didn't expect that. No, you know? I know, completely. So. Yeah, so, so, and, so and that that, today. And, then we're, and then we're here today, we've finished rehearsals. And that we've got how many weeks left of rehearsals? Um, uh, Three. Three weeks left. Yeah. We've got some celebs on the tour apparently this year. Yes. Jake Quidditch. Butchered his name. Dancing on Ice, Jake. No, that's a game from Harry Potter, no? I've no idea. I don't like Harry Potter. Sorry for everyone that does. Yeah, so we've got him on the tour. So what has it been like when you've had to choreograph for celebrities in the past in the show? Is that difficult? Because obviously then you're kind of catering for people who have a performance element, kind of, because they're celebrities, so they're performing, right, but yeah, they're not. It's, celebrities vast, though, isn't it? Yeah. Like, celebrities are far, a vast concept. I, 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 I once got asked by a celebrity, isn't it strange, or got told, like, isn't it strange now I'm famous? They once said that to me. Um, like, because I, I knew them before they were famous, and I just thought, like, you're just you're a celebrity because you're in the limelight, but you're not really famous. Like, you're not Will Smith, can't walk anywhere. You're not, do you know what I mean? You're not someone on that scale. And I've worked with some obviously reality TV celebrities who are used to being behind a TV screen and not performing in front of an audience and a lot of them just broke in front of a live screaming audience like just don't don't know what performance is you know so that's been difficult <laughs> <laughs> like you're meant to be good at this that's, you're that's, meant to be used to people it, wanting attention right it's a shock it's a shock I thought I was like that's your life you get paid so much money to, to like to have the attention all about you and then to be there actually having the attention all focus on you and just will not know what to do, will just break apart and come off so nervous. And then buzzing, like the first time we ever went on stage and like, smashed something, did the greatest job ever, I've come off just so happy. They've come off like, oh, I want to go back on. It just went in a blur, it just lasted two seconds. It's like, oh, I did this wrong, I'll do this wrong. Like so excited, you know, like you just like, I thought, but you've been doing, you've been on TV for years. Yeah. This is what you signed up for. <laughs> yeah, I thought, like, this is not what you do. <laughs> you know. What do you mean you're nervous? <laughs> yeah, it was like. It's what? only a thousand people. Yeah. You have a million watch you every week. Yeah, don't? like should, should we not swap paychecks then if like I'm yeah. comfortable with it? <laughs> you know, because we know there's TV stars yeah. that have good money. Um, yeah, very good, good money. Uh, unfortunately, or fortunately, but it's not a bad thing. It's, it's good to use as a stepping stone, I guess. No, 100%. But it is, you know, yes. I don't know, it's too deep. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, no I'm, I'm not going there. Now, fuck it, you know what? I'll go there because... Some, some just people have no talent, and I think it's a shame that money isn't driven into talent. Yeah, right. And regardless of what, everyone has their opinions, and I do, do not judge but how you can have so much money pumped into reality TV, yet have someone who's a phenomenally amazing, incredible singer have to battle it out on X Factor. Yeah. And then the only way is Essex blows up for a bunch of people being you know, weird. You, you know, so someone who literally has talent and a story and heartache and wants to like, give something to the world, has to battle it out with other people, sometimes joke people who are there for a laugh, mm. and do you know what I mean, in that scenario, and they have to fight to get a place, to get any kind of money or funding to, do you know what I mean, who have general passion for this, and then motherfuckers can go and just get pissed and 
fuck on TV and it'd be reality and then turn up in the club and they'd pay like five grand just for an appearance to get pissed and fuck them on and speak on the mic. <laughs> you know? And then... Just to show face? Yeah, just to show face. Like, sick. If I was in that opportunity, I'd fucking do it. You know what I mean? But... Well, anything's possible, darling. Yeah, well, no, <laughs> no, no I, I guess, but then again, it's a stepping stone because if I ever had that kind of profile, I would just do what I was doing now, but just have a bigger profile for it yeah. because I do what I do because I'm doing it. You know, does that make sense? Yeah. You know, it's like nothing will change that. That doesn't me. appeal to you? Yeah, no, no, bro. Like, each to their own, I just find it a shame. You know? Yeah. And then the dancing's even less. Dancing <laughs> 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 getting less Bottom than of the food chain. Bottom of the food chain. So before we end, Favourite moment as a performer, as a dancer, as an entertainer, what is your moment which you'll cherish forever and has stuck with you? Oh, well, I, I worked there, one of the J5 one with TOs, um, but I'd have to say um, it was actually, I think, doing Summertime Ball. Um, with Rita a few years ago and just just the mass of people when at the ending of, of our set um, she just let mass streamers off and we all had big confetti cannons and we was right down the middle of it all on the little uh, catwalk mm. and just letting everything off and even that late stage of like my career and my life and stuff it was just the mo- most surrealist moment because you couldn't hear anything apart from just noise. Like there wasn't anything to concentrate on. specific sound. Yeah, like you couldn't even hear her sing it. All the music, you could just hear screaming, or you just can't, can't distinguish it. And then you just physically couldn't see anywhere because of all the streamers and then all the people. It was like watching like a, a white screen TV, do you know what I mean? With all the fucking, like, when it goes crazy, all the white noise and stuff. So like you just, it was just surreal that that was like, a moment but you're just surrounded by people but yet so alone at the same time it's weird you just can't focus no. it was just I, I know exactly yeah, how you feel it was just a surreal moment it's like a proper moment like a movie moment where you could just like put your arms out and just yeah. be like, like this is the end you're just <laughs> like I don't know what this is, is going I can't see or hear anything I don't know what's going on right now this is just phenomenal it's just like obviously if you get to do it all the time like it's great but when you actually get to appreciate it like it's just it's so much better and I've probably been in that situation so many times before and that was just I guess one of the first one yeah one of the first times I really really appreciated it you know because it's just yeah and what's the worst (laughs) the worst the one where you're thinking why the fuck am I here oh my gosh um I, I don't have a worse. Every job has a reason. Every job has a connection. There's, come on, no, they, no jobs there's got to be a worse. There's, there's a moment like, where you thought just to the artist, if you speak to me like that again, I'm going to punch you in the throat. <laughs> or the car over where you're like, I'm going to kick you in the shin. Right um, yeah. Uh, bodyguard's probably just my worst job. It's my worst job. I don't think... Back when I had a CV, I didn't even put it on my CV because I just didn't use the CV to start with. But just, yeah literally was irrelevant to me a waste of a year of my life um yeah other than that there were probably a photo shoot <laughs> like with with a celeb not gonna name no names come on no, name I'm, not, names. I'm not naming no names yeah don't give your actual names they might sue us but yeah exactly i'm not i'm not I'm say not, is, say uh, for example it's justin bieber you yeah can give me a blessed in <laughs> no, no, because she's got a great fan base and she's well liked, but she's quite ignorant and quite rude. Yeah. And she was a very, very abrupt. She's a TV star. She's she um a star. Well, I guess who? Blonde hair, so, dark hair, white, yeah, yeah. black, mixed yeah. <laughs> Yes, she has all those colours in nice. her. <laughs> okay. Um but yeah, she Thank was she, she was very rude. Um yeah, to everybody, production, photographers, the runners, like the models in it. Yeah. 
just want to tell her she's a dick. I, I just, I, I, I'm not one to hold my tongue sometimes. No, I know that. Um, <laughs> I did, I did mention something, but they left. What, what did you say? Thanks for having me? Yeah, I was like, sweet. I was like, good luck. <laughs> and you're out. And I dusted out. Before the shoot or in between, after? Um, mid-shoot. And it was funny because it then came out in the magazine and she had like five shots. And there was only three of them. I didn't even know you took that many shots. Um. Well, everyone was unhappy with it. <laughs> but it was just love, but it was just, yeah, like rudeness. Rudeness. But we yeah, we talk about the positivity yeah, nowadays. So, yeah, no I'm job fine. is a bad job if you get paid. Uh, we'll we'll see. We'll see. Yeah, we'll, see we'll see no in part. We'll job. see in part two. <laughs> if you get paid correctly. Uh, well, <laughs> Jordan, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you for being my first guest slash friend. It's quite weird actually because I actually found out a lot about you that I don't really know. Yeah. So no, it was amazing. I actually forgot we were recording for quite a lot of it. So I hope uh, everyone listening got an insight to the one and only Jojo. Sweet. Thank you for having me. It's been and um, we'll let them know that you're actually going to be probably someone who's on here quite regularly. Seeing as we're going to tour the country together for the yeah. next 12 months. I said I have a lot to talk about. Yeah. So uh, this is Jordan Norell. Thank you for coming. Anything you'd like to say to anyone? Um... Shout outs to Oscar. Ah, uh, Oscar Bear. Oh, there's shout outs to everyone. To all my dream boys out there DJ Liffo, Shaney, Poopa Luca, Jay Swell, Schmeagle, Man Himself Came, Simon J. Bailey, Andy, and myself. Also, P.S. Conrad and Martin. That's uh, a shout out list. Martin. Martin. Ultimate Martin. Martin. We love you, Martin. Pups, I love you. Um, Jordan, where can people find you on social media? At Jordan Durrell on Instagram. And that is all I have. And that is all you have. You're not really into social media, are you? I, it, it's, I'm just not into... Too many people sliding in them DMs. <laughs> no, I, just, I, I, don't, <laughs> I don't know. I don't, not, not want to start a whole other debate. But it's a great thing. It's a great business thing, especially for us who have opportunities. But I... I'm not in a derogatory way, but I'm not into myself that much. Like, I do things and it's done. I'm not going to take a picture. And then I'm not really a selfie kind of guy. I'll have, like, maybe shoots or something, but, like, not about my everyday. Because I'm, do I'm doing my everyday. Yeah. You're yeah. in the moment, I guess. Yeah, I guess there's things to be done, isn't it? Yeah. Right. Yeah, especially working with you, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> right. Peace. One love, peace. We out. Thank you for listening to the Ins and Outs podcast. Please make sure you subscribe, leave a five-star rating and review on iTunes, and also make sure you're following us on Instagram, at the Ins and Outs underscore. Thank you very much, and until next time, the Ins and Outs.